0: I, got a, I want to share something with you real quick, and then we're going to get into. Uh, James, we'll get a, two or three guys to do some testimonies, and then we'll wrap it up after that with someone. JM, I'm going to have you come up at the end. Surprise. Get your color back, son. Get your color back. And um, I want you to. Getting better. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, I want to read a passage of scripture and tell you a little story, and we'll get right into tonight. Um, Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. I want to key in on the first part of that, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. How many of you love God? But how many of you got a past? Okay, everybody in here got a past. Let me just go ahead and stick your hand up. You got things in the past that we still have to endure right now, but we love God and we wonder how's this going to work out. And in Galatians um, chapter six, verse seven, the Bible says, "Do not be deceived; whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap." What you put in the ground is going to come out. Now, Paul, have you ever um, you ever put corn in the ground and got soybeans? As a principle. That's a law in the Bible that whatsoever you... So it's a natu- it's a biblical principle, but it's a natural principle as well. So if I plant an, uh, a, a seed that comes from an apple, I'm going to get an apple tree directly. It may take a while, but I'm going to... Same thing with a peach or whatever. That's what you're going to get. So if we plant things in the past and then we come to Jesus and says, Man, my life's a mess. This ain't looking good. But God will take all of that and say... Since you love me, I can turn this thing and make it for the good. Amen. I thank God because, look, I prayed, for, I prayed for a failed crop on a lot of things in my life because I sold a lot of things that I didn't need to come up. They came up. And I said, Lord, we got to prune them down or something. Thank God we got through those things. But, see, the Bible starts out in that Galatians 6. It says, do not be deceived. See, we think we can go do whatever we want to, and there's not a consequence. That's why he starts out: "Do not be deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth. so shall he reap." So, I'll tell you this little story: <clears throat> um, that God can turn things around. I don't care where you are. Uh, I don't care what you've done. I don't care if you've been in the church, and you think, "Man, this is just—it's it, just not what I think." I don't know how God's going to use me. I don't know what what God's got in store for me in the future. Uh, it doesn't look good. I I can't figure it out. Well, that's good. That means that you hadn't tried to be God yet. Okay. So, uh, if you go to, um, Enterprise, Alabama, anybody ever been to Enterprise, Alabama, been to Enterprise, Alabama, you, you're the only one in the building, man. So I wouldn't tell nobody (laughs) when you're the only one, you just keep it. You've been, yeah, y'all keep your hands down. So you've been to Enterprise, Alabama, and if you've been on, a, on a I believe it's the, the intersection of College and, and Main Street, I believe it is, you find a statue there in the square. Do you, do you all remember what the statue is? What? Bow weevil. Bow weevil. It's a statue of a woman that looks somewhat like the Statue of Liberty, but on, she's holding up a bow weevil. That's what I thought, bow weevil. okay. And it's above, and it's, uh, it was a, it's beautiful. it beautiful. got a fountain. I mean, it's like super nice. was put there in 1919 by some cotton farmers. <laughs> in Enterprise, Alabama, there's a big cotton area, and the boll weevil, for several years in a row, came in and destroyed most of everybody's crop year after year after year. Well, after a few years of that, one wise person, whoever that was, said, we got to do something. You think? You know, <laughs> after a year or two, I'm like David Dodson says, Lord, if I'm going through something, help me get it quick so we can get on through it. You know, I'm not a three or four year, okay? Let's just do this quick. So they, uh, th- this farmer, or some of the farmers got to say, we got to do something. There it is right there. If you guys wondered, it's on the, National Historical uh, Monuments page. So it's a National Historical Monument. It's a bug. It's a bow weevil. And so, let me, let me finish my story so we can move on. So the, the bow weevil was, uh, this statue was erected there because of, uh, it destroyed crops. And so some farmers said, well, we got to do something. What are we going to do? We're, we're losing our farms. We're losing our town. There's no money here. This, this bug, this thing has destroyed our livelihood. And one farmer who had been uh, tossing the idea around several years prior to, but couldn't get anybody to buy into it, said, let's plant some peanuts. Well, at this point, prior to that, everybody thought, well, that's a dumb idea. Just stupid idea. Peanuts in Alabama? I've had things like that happen in my life. You're going to do what, boy? You're going to be a preacher. <laughs> that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Some, that's my members. they still laughing, saying, that's still a dumb idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so in the midst of all this trouble, this farmer reintroduced the idea of peanuts. All of a sudden, that dumb idea wasn't such a dumb idea after all. They said, well, let's just try it. The first year, People made so much money that they paid a lot of their debts. Some people paid even all of their debts, past debts, paid them off. And thus, peanuts became the great thing. And they erected this statue saying, Thank you, Bo Weevil, for getting us out of our poverty. Come on. Isn't that awesome? So I say all of that to say this what looked like a bad situation in Enterprise Alabama next to the Florida Alabama border looked like it was we're going everybody going to have to move the town going to shut down it's going to just go off the face of the earth there was something happened and that's the way a lot of times we feel as Christians we feel like we're not making any headway that we're going backwards one step forward and three back you ever felt that way? You ever felt like, what's God going to do with me? Look at my stuff right in the past. How is he going to use me? See, it doesn't matter what you think about you. It's what God thinks about you. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says he's got good plans for you, and they're to prosper you and bring you to a good end. It doesn't say anything about, about you, you dying out. It says they're to, to prosper you and to bring you to a good end. And that's what Romans 8 was talking about. He can take those things... When we start loving on God, He'll take all of that stuff that seemed to be the thing that was going to ruin us and bring us to the greatest days of our life, bring us to the greatest glory that we could ever have naturally so that we can bring glory to God. That's a good word. You can amen if you want to. That's good because God needs people. Let me tell you this. I'll close it. Gentlemen, you may not know this, and you may. But two times in Scripture has God not used people. One in creation. I preach this to my church all the time. One is in creation. The others, in the, in, in when he returns as, as Christ, did. we're going to be with him, but he won't use people either time. Every time between Genesis and Revelation, do you know he uses people? Do you know that every person that you read about in the Bible was a broken person, had a past, was crazy as a shot rabbit, as they say? I mean, just messed up. And God says, you know what? I can use you. I can use King David. I can use, I can use a murderer and a harlot. I, I can use Solomon, who was a rich, very rich guy and went crazy at the end. I can use all of these people. I can use a lot. Come on. I can use a lot to get enticed into a city. I can use anybody, so I want you to understand this here, and I want you to understand this here, okay? No matter where you've been or what you've done or who you've done it with or how long you've done it, God can still use you because this Word says that He can turn it around and use it for good. Not anything you can do within yourself. It's what He can do in you, amen? Amen. All right, James, you got me some guys ready. Uh, Brick, come on up, son-in-law. Amen. Hey, did y'all y'all may or may not know this, but Honey over here is uh, that's David's niece. Did y'all know that? I mean, what did I say David. Glory to God. I was talking about King David. Well, you're kind of his niece too. Brian's niece. Uh, y'all know who Brian is? Brian Tuggle. Y'all know you know Brian Tuggle? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is. Hey, cousin. cousins, cousins by marriage. Good job, James. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> All right, so um, you know many of y'all know who we are and what we do, um, but nobody, you know, you may not know individuals. Um, so we're going to let a couple of the guys share their testimonies. We're going to start with Mr. Matt. I'll share your story and. and
2: so. So, my name's Matt Ferguson, and I'm from Selma. It's over by Monticello. Um, Almost all of my life, I've struggled with depression. And growing up, whenever I, I had a pretty decent childhood. I never was around drinking or drugs or anything like that, but once I turned about 18, I started drinking on the weekends about every weekend. Well, I ended up joining the military, and that's when my drinking really got bad i um was drinking almost every night, then done two deployments, and once I come back from deployments in two thousand nine i doubled my alcohol intake that was around that was the first time i ever attempted suicide Um, ended up losing two of my really good friends from the military to suicide then got out of the military and moved back home and there i attempted suicide the second time then within about three years after that i lost my grandma two aunts a cousin another good friend from the military Um, my stepdad found out my ex-wife was having an affair um Lost my grandpa and found out my daughter was autistic and then so instead of through all that instead of leaning on God, I turned to the bottle and I was drinking probably a half gallon a day for the last four years in two thousand and nineteen. I attempted suicide for the third time and I was traveling for work at the time and I ended up quitting traveling and I lost my daughter or I lost visitation to my daughter so it's been two years since I've seen or talked to my daughter and this past January I was on January 2nd my niece and my nephew called me and sang happy birthday to me and after i hung up with them that's when i finally broke down and i cried out to god to help me and so the next day i showed up at work and i talked to my brother-in-law and he referred me to john 3:16. after after that that Sunday, I went up there and did my interviews and got accepted. And since then, the Lord, since I've let the Lord come into my life, He has shown me that I have a purpose to live. He um, has made, gotten me closer with my family. He, They come up every weekend to see me, to visit. And so my relationship with them is a lot stronger. And now I know that I do have a purpose in serving the Lord.
1: Thank you. Amen, Matt. Amen. Uh, The next one is uh, is also a hometown boy here. And uh, Mr. Anderson, make your way up here. We just sprung this on him, by the way. He had no idea he was talking, so um, he's going to let the spirit work through him.
3: I'm Jeremy Anderson. I'm uh, born and raised in Lake Village. had a really, really good childhood. Uh, my family were always in church, always had me in church, tried to teach me right and wrong. I thought I had it, thought I got it, but I st- stuck God somewhere in the corner and just had him in the back of my mind. I didn't have him in my heart. Uh, I strayed way, way, away after I got out of college, moved off, had a couple good jobs, uh, good careers potentially, and I screwed those off, excuse my language, I, I just messed them up really, really bad and uh, let the devil take a, a hold of me drinking. Then I started doing a harder drugs, meth, uh, pills, I've done pills here and there, and uh, just got to the bottom of the bottom, pushed my family aside, pushed my community aside, uh, my all my friends uh, and Basically, you know, running around homeless for six to eight months before I finally hit rock bottom and uh, said some things I shouldn't have said to someone in my family, in my family, and uh, really couldn't couldn't do anything about it except uh, drop to my knees and pray God, to God for help. And uh, anyway, I ended up at John 3:16, accepted the Lord in my heart, gave Him all my troubles, all my past. I moved forward, and I'm just. Here to learn at John 3:16 to learn about what God wants me to do in my community or wherever my community is. When I do leave, John 3:16, when it's His time and it's His will.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, you know, um, I don't know exactly what, what we're saying, but uh, oh, we need one more guy who's who's from the area here. All right, I'm going to choose Tyler Lee Corson. Or Tyler, of course, and just I've been calling him Tyler. Lee. It's not even his name. All right, Tyler. Um, he's from Crossit, but go ahead and share your. Display. Yes, sir. We worship an Almighty
4: God, don't we?
5: Yeah,
4: uh, I had a great childhood. Uh, high school was great. I played sports. I uh, had college scholarships to play football and baseball, but got introduced to drugs probably around 19. Got into college. Got to messing up. Got introduced to pills and weeds. So I went downhill from there. Uh, had, had numerous amount of wrecks. I don't know how I'm still walking or still alive. About nine or 10 totaled out vehicles. Fast forward a little bit, uh, about six months ago, almost six months ago, me and my girlfriend at the time were what I thought was having a good time. We were taking some Xanaxes and smoking some weed. And uh, I was looking for some pain pills, looking for something else to get a little higher. And what I thought was some oxycodones ended up being some fentanyl-pressed lace pills, yeah. We get back to my place, and you know we're hanging out and talking. Uh, I pass out, and in between that time, uh, I wake up, and she's not next to me. And I walk into the living room, and she was there, uh, lifeless on the ground. And uh, that was at my lowest point. Uh, I had nowhere to turn. I, I didn't know what to do. Didn't know up, down, left, or right. And uh, it was a, it was a really painful deal. But and then on the on the positive side, I got to come here and. Uh, these guys right here, man, I just I don't know I don't know where to start with them, man. They they have lifted me up and kept me going in the right direction. Anytime I was in my head or down and out, these guys were there to lift me up, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for these guys and the, the instructors here, man. They they give up a whole lot to stay here for guys like us. You know, they give up a lot. They don't have to be there, but they but they are there, and I, I'm forever grateful for them. And uh, yeah, I love I love God and everything that I have come from, and He has delivered me from. I don't have a, an urge or an addiction to go back and do anything, you know. I'm not going back to my hometown, got, got somewhere else. You know, God has opened up other doors, and I've shut this door to go back. And uh, I graduate in about a week and a half, and I'm excited. I'm, exi- I'm excited to tackle, to tackle life. Yes, sir, he's a way maker. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he is, he is. And uh, my main focus is to find a church, get plugged in, right. and to, uh, to help as many people as I can and to serve. Yes, sir. Well, I
1: appreciate y'all. <laughs> Well, here in uh, Victory in Jesus, that's uh, my biggest blessing is staying at the camp as an instructor of John 3:16 ministries is to get to see the men growing in Christ, um, to get to see the man that gets it when the light clicks on, when Jesus comes into his heart, you know, and and he's able to be led instead of just doing going through the motions each and every day. And um, on Ticket Trail, we get to go into everybody. I'm sure you all all see us. We get to go in and out of everybody's business, and we get to share our stories. Um, Everybody, every man in red hopes that their story can lead somebody in the right direction instead, because we've led some people in the wrong direction for so long. uh, It's refreshing that we get the opportunity to tell somebody uh, where the truth is, that being in Jesus Christ uh, and the freedom in it. Um, So I'm proud of you guys that got up here and shared. I'm proud of you guys that are sharing um, in your groups, each and every one of you. I'm proud of you. Um, y'all as a church family, thank you very much for welcoming us in your church, um, feeding us. You know, we're always the ones that, that seems like we feed everybody, but y'all, we come down here and I eat so much. Uh, I, I got to quit. My, my wife uh, is Amanda Tuggle, but she's the health coach for John 317 ministry, so I feel terrible all the time. So she's eating salad and all this. I'm like, oh man, I'm getting fatter by the minute. But, um, you know, Jesus is good. Jesus is great, and we thank you very, very much for the opportunity, Pastor. And here's, here's James.
6: Yeah, I just, you know, spirit, I'm, I'm long-winded. I got about a two-hour sermon I'd like to preach, but instead I'd let, I'd let Jesus preach the sermon through these guys. So I just want you all to stand up and tell your name and, and where you're from. They, they met you, right? You just gave your testimony. Go ahead.
1: My name is Jacob Sullivan. I'm from... Uh, Coldwater, Mississippi. And how old you are? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm 22. I turned 22 in the ministry.
4: I'm Tyler Sherrill. I'm 23, and I'm from Mountain Home, Arkansas. I'm I'm Kobe Ride from Austin, Texas. I'm 22 years old.
7: I'm Jason Reed from Cleveland, Mississippi, and I'm 25. Yeah, instructors too.
6: Why not? Okay.
7: Mark Taylor, I'm 42, from Bible, Arkansas.
1: William Walker, I'm 35, from South Haven, Mississippi.
7: I'm Matt Albright, from uh, Lewisburg, West Virginia, and I'm 36 years old. I'm Wayne Smith, 35, from Hattiesburg, Mississippi.
3: Uh, I'm Joshua McGee, and I'm 23, from Hattiesburg, Mississippi.
4: Rob Donovan. I'm 32. I'm from Greenville, but I call Lake Village home, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Jason Thomas from um, Puxico, Missouri. Oh, I
6: don't
1: know.
2: 46. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lewis Gathea from Jodoro, Arkansas. I'm 69 years old.
4: I'm Philip Hout. I'm uh, 37 from Jonesboro, Arkansas. So,
6: I, I kind of caught myself off guard, so go ahead. And d- I'm Jared Griffin, and I'm 34 years old from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, so I caught myself West Virginia. What's what's furthest? How far do you have to drive to get here? How many? 14 hours. So, you know, I, I just, y'all, y'all don't always get to see the camp. I mean, we've had men from New Jersey, Florida, California, and all that, and, and primarily, ultimately, the way they hear about our ministry is word of mouth and Facebook and all that.
0: James, how, how did those guys right here, James? How did the North Carolina and Virginia, how did they hear? How did you hear about John 3 that far off? Yeah.
7: Well, I have a grandmother that's from Monroe, Louisiana, and she's recently had a stroke and moved back to Monroe, North Carolina, where I live, and um, my, uh, I think she's got a cousin that lives somewhere up in northern Arkansas, and when I was in jail, uh, since she had moved to North Carolina, my aunt was talking to her, letting her know what I was going through, and she uh, told her about this place, about John 316, and then I called from the uh, jail and did my interview, and wow. they, uh, they let me out. Uh, on Christmas Eve and I uh, drove down here Christmas Day. Hey. I'm from West Virginia and uh, one of my buddies that I went to high school and college with, he, uh, his folks are from uh, Missouri or Arkansas, I'm not even really sure to be honest with you, but he, he lived in Jonesboro and he had heard about the place, graduated six years ago, uh, he now lives in Atlanta and I knew he was doomed uh, with his alcoholism and I don't know
8: if, it, if this place could save his life, it's going to save mine, so.
6: Yeah, I, Mr. Lewis, you're not even the oldest, are you? How? What's the oldest, 72? 72. And we have a 19-year-old now, 18. So when we first started, we would take men young, 18 and whatnot, but it didn't take us long to figure out, yeah, they, they got better. But when they turned 21, they alcohol drinking was legal, going to the club was legal. So it just wasn't good. So we stopped that. But we took this boy because his grandpa graduated eight years ago and is doing good. And his dad came and graduated six or seven years ago and doing good. So it's the third generation. And two, so so we took him and he's a blessing, ain't he, y'all? But man, he he don't know a whole lot. But, but those are guys easy to teach, right? Because them older guys, they don't know it all. And our favorite saying at John 3.16, Scotty, you know this one, your best thinking got you there. So you don't need to do a whole lot of thinking when you come to John 3.16. Right? But I do want to tell you all this, and, you know, I'll get started. I've been coming to Lake Village since 06, 07, so I think that's about 16 years. That's how long I've been, been in the ministry. Um, and, man, this church is being talked about out there on the street. We, we go door-to-door, door-to-door. I mean, LVA, LVA, LVA. So I know y'all's lifting the name of Jesus here. I know y'all are serving I know y'all are selfishness. Y'all, y'all aren't selfish. I guess I'll say that. And yeah, and y'all, y'all are loving. So whatever y'all are doing, because all these guys that are from this area, they're they're all talking about. Well, where are we gonna go to church? And you know I mean? I'm like, well, just find a good one that don't think they're perfect, that teaches the word of God, and have fun and and then i guess i want to close you know because we did all this and we tell about who we are and what we are and so i'd like one of your church members to kind of give a quick how he got acquainted and how how he helps so dale here we'll we'll let you say a few words please
8: a few words i got acquainted doing the wild game cooking david McNamara. Knew him before I did, and he said we need to get to John 3:16 here to help us, you know. And kicked it around. wasn't sure, wasn't sure, but sure enough, I'm sure now. And I mean, what they do here for anybody here, I mean, it's, it's unreal. And, and what you do for me, not not work spiritually. I think David wanted to talk. David Mc, yeah. Dotson. David.
6: We'll get this David first, okay? I'm David McNamara, and
7: uh, <laughs> I'm not as old as I'm not as old as that man there. I put it that way. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I kind of got acquainted with John 3:16 uh, singing. Yeah, those uh, Mike Overman actually. Uh, when y'all were doing the thing out at the high school, they got me to come out there and sing a couple of songs. But you know, of course, I'd I'd heard about John 3:16 and everything. But just just to watch you guys. From where you come from to where you are now, and I mean, it's just such a, it's such a blessing. I mean, you you don't know how y'all touch people. You know, and and the one thing that I I, I want to say, and I, I hate that, the, and I said something to my son John this afternoon about the young kids, how they can never not hear enough. About what you guys have been through, and where you are now, because that—that's to me—that's—that's that's part of why I'm glad to see y'all here. Because I—I love for these young young kids to hear where y'all have been and what you've been through, and how you come out of it, and what God's done for you. Well, I—I I can speak for me and probably biggest part of everybody here we may not have been through quite what y'all been through but we've all had our battles in our lives and, and we're, all, we're all here because of the grace of God and, and what Jesus has done for each and every one of us and, and I just, I thank y'all for what y'all do and, and, and y'all just remember one thing, you guys are men and you're worthy, you're worthy Thank you all for what you do.
5: I'm, I'm David Dotson, and uh, I started with uh, the Delta Men's Association. Uh, started with the Delta Men's Association, I believe, about nine or ten years ago, the year after John 3.16 came for the first time. I'd always wanted to be part of the Delta Men's Association, but it just, it just wasn't the right fit for me. And, and I was following the Lord at the time, and it was just a, just wasn't the right fit. But the year that John 3.16 came to help Delta Men's Association, I saw a change. I saw a change in the leadership, and I saw things start to work together for the good. And I decided then that I want to be part of the Delta Men's Association so that I can be part of John 3.16. And at that time, we've, I've never looked back. And I've always told anybody that would listen you don't have to have graduated the program or the ministry for John 3.16 to change your life. And it has mine. Amen. In serving and in, in seeing what God has done. I've always told people again that if you want to see what God's doing, you're not going to see it on the news. CNN ain't going to talk about it. Fox News is not going to talk about it. You're going to have to go where God's working. And God is working at John 3.16. And what sealed it with me, we went to a, a summer fest up there. And I heard a man's testimony, the normal testimony, that he lost everything he had, pushed his entire family away, and was almost died on drugs and things of this nature. And he gave his testimony about how Christ changed his life and about how God put him on the road to restoration. And while he was giving his testimony, and I was crying from just, just seeing a man broke, as far as he could be broke, he said, I want to induce you to my wife, to my 12-year-old boy and my little 4-year-old daughter and they came up and I saw then that God will restore what the devil steals from and I've told many John three sixteen men that have lost their children and and have been estranged from their family it didn't take you a day to get into this situation it's going to take you a little longer to get out but God will see you through God is a restorer of what the enemy has stolen from you so on your family your friends your churches, your people, trust God. He's going to restore and make you the men that He's designed you to be and wants you to be. I'm
8: quite child. <laughs> My son went to John uh, 316 in Amen. 2000. Amen. I forgot what my name was and how old I am. Ralph Jones, I'm I'm 59. I'm close. Uh, My son went to John 316. I've had a lot of friends, close friends, went to John 316. I could have been a good candidate for John 316 too, so i just go ahead and tell you. Y'all have done so much for this community and like some of them said, Might be a better Christian. Uh, As a Delta man, we've had the opportunity to go help y'all. I carried my son that was probably the first time when he was 12, my youngest stepson. And I said, oh, I can't believe you're carrying your son up there with these. I couldn't have thought of a better place to carry my son to see some real men that were really getting help, and it was Jesus. My son now is a police officer. Uh, But y'all have meant so much to our community, to this church. Uh, God has a purpose for you. God's using you right now. God's got great things for you. And for me, it's just a a privilege just to be able to help y'all and be around y'all. It's an honor.
0: Amen. Uh, you guys are a blessing to our church. Always have been. Uh, I was sharing with James earlier, and while we were eating, that probably um, three times a, a month, uh, at least on Sundays, your 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 names mentioned because you've had such an impact on our church. And what you see right here, uh, Mark, where you You used here when you. Uh, this right here was uh with partly done well mostly done by some of the guys here and in john 316 help us uh see what what you see now is what uh, what has happened a lot of this building in the back where we ate lunch ate ate supper was part of john 316 we've been such connected with with john 316 and uh you've been a blessing to us you've taught us how to how to serve and and, and most importantly how, how to love jesus uh, it's important because we as uh, sitting in these pews for a long time, unfortunately, we get over getting saved, and we get in a rut, and it gets mundane, shouldn't, but you guys come in and you give us a breath of fresh air, and thank you for that, thank you for what you do, it's just been a blessing, and I know some of you really well, uh, Philip and, and uh, Mark Thomas, we Thomas is 47. Is he 47? 25. And he, <laughs> now he still got a line problem. And so, no. <laughs> but no, Thomas, now, now Thomas will work. We laid concrete out here at the front, and was it 115 or 20 or 30 degrees? Uh, hottest, hottest, hottest days of the summer last year. And it was hot, bad hot. Was it, I'll tell you this, and then when we, how, that guy that came that got sunburned through his shirt. What was his name? You remember his name? Was, uh, Josh, uh, Justin Webb. Justin Webb. He was a lighter complected guy, and he had a uh, what you? Yeah, he had the shirt on just like JTF, and it was so hot, and he was so light complected that he got a sunburn yeah. through his shirt, and you had the letters JTF <laughs> on. That's how. That's how. How much the sun was burnt. <laughs> hey, the baldness is growing in this church. Yeah, come on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, love serving with you. Amen. Jason, you got about four minutes. I want you to come up here real quick. Grab that microphone. Jason's a graduate of John 3:6. So is Scotty's. Uh, Scotty is John britt's brother. I know he's a lot better looking. Than John Britt, you can tell John I said it. And matter of fact, tell him the boss said it. That's Dale. Okay, tell him hey, the boss said it. And so, Jason, I want you to tell them since you've graduated, share a little bit about uh, what it's going to take
9: when they leave there for you. What is what you've had to do? Well, I'm JM. I graduated two years ago, last month from John 3, and. Um, since then, it's been the best time of my life. Amen. But the thing is, guys, I wake up every day and, and I look at it like this. What can I do to serve God? What What can I do to better myself through serving God? I do the same exact things I did in the ministry. I do it. To, did it this morning. I didn't change a thing. You know, we're... It's like Marty and I talk about it all the time. We're, we're kind of controlled while we're there, right? But at the same time, learn what you're doing there is for a purpose for when you get out. You're not, you're not there for any other reason but to be trained as a soldier of God, yeah, period. These, these, look here. These people are no different than us. We're all the same. You, just because you were a, a meth head and you were a drunk and you were a, a, a heroin addict or whatever, I've been all of them, so I know all about it. But the thing is, I turned my life around, and and I still do the exact same things that I that I that I did while I was in the ministry. So don't forget what you learn in this ministry. There's nothing that's, that's, there's nothing better than serving God. Nothing. I've done it all. I've had homes in Colorado. I've had a condo in Colorado. I've had a, co- a home on the beach in, in Orange Beach, Alabama. None of that means nothing to me. I've made a lot of money over my life. Nothing. It, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm, I don't make much money now, but I live humbly, yep. and I love serving God. And for you guaranteed, fellas, you ain't no different. You have to. To look at it every day wake up and do exactly what you're doing in the ministry stay in the word don't get out I've got a brother right now that's struggling right now you know what the first thing he did he quit reading his bible that's the first thing that happens you will fall you will fall ask any of these folks out here you will fall just because it, it, and, and, and another thing once you stop reading your Bible Well then everything starts to crumble That's, that's, that's then, then the small things happen Well then you miss church I had not missed a day's church since I've been here Not a Wednesday Not a Sunday Not a, a, a Tuesday when the pastor calls me And says hey man let's go up to church and clean the toilets Alright let's go I'm the first one Elbow deep That's what you better be I'm just telling you, fellas, you can't change nothing. You cannot change nothing if you want to be successful and if you want to be a soldier of Christ. Because that's what it's about. Nothing else matters, fellas. Nothing else matters. You have to... that's That's why He created you. To worship Him. To worship Him. And when you get that through your minds and you do it daily... Man, it just gets so good. It just gets better every day. Every day. Every day. My life, my life was hell just like yours. Like I said, your, your best thinking got you where you are now. Mine did too. Mine did too. And man, I was at my bottom. I mean, just like y'all. So we all know that we all got the same story. But the thing is, man, don't stop doing what you're doing now. If you want to be successful and you want to have a good life, stay in your word. Plug into a church. That's huge, man. That is so huge. Because then when you, when you do have bad days, you can call a Arvel Goering or a Scotty Britt or a, or, or, or a Marty Tackett or, or, yeah, or a... Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Thank you. And my worst day being out of the ministry <laughs> ain't nothing. It's nothing. It, it's like, oh, well, I wake up and get to do it all over again. And it's been good, fellas. So hang in there. I love you. <laughs> I love you guys. And, and man, it's just, it blesses me to see you because I know where you are right now. I've been there. He's been there. Hang in there. And stand up and be bold for Christ. Amen. That's good work.
0: (laughs) Discipline, discipline, discipline. Application, application, application. Apply what you've learned. And while you're there, learn. You ain't got nothing else to do but learn. And so uh, make a decision every day. Tell uh, tell these guys here. Got to get up every day. Make up your mind every day. Any options? And uh, if we do that, hey, and, and uh, you folks that think you're off uh, getting off the hook, you too. The sitting in the pew, that are slacking. Come on, get up every day and make a decision. I'm going to go and be deeper. I'm going to go go deeper. I'm going to be a better Christian yet today than I was yesterday. Amen. All right, I'm going to bless you before we leave. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, James, for coming. It's just a blessing and bringing you guys here tonight. We just want to bless you before you go. Thank you for visitors coming, Paul and your wife and Mr. McGee. I just I thank you for coming. We just such a, such a blessing. Uh, Amen, that's right, amen, anytime. Let me bless you. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to be in your house tonight and to worship you uh, first and foremost, Lord. We, We love you and we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for salvation. Lord, we ask your blessings upon these men and upon this church. Lord, we pray that increase would come their way, our way. Lord, we pray that prosperity, Lord, would come. Lord, we pray that God... Many, many of the blessings, Lord, that you provided in your word. Lord, that we would be recipients of those. Lord, we pray favor between God and man. Lord, we also ask for peace. Lord, peace in our hearts that, Lord, you, you're going to work out all these things for our good. As your word says in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in our hearts. So, Lord, we're asking that the peace of God would rest upon these men today, tonight. Lord, and as they travel, I pray for an increase, Lord, in sales of tickets to fund a ministry that is kingdom-minded. Lord, and I pray for their safe travels while they're here and on their way back home. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says amen. 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 Y'all love on these guys just a minute. They'll have to go shortly, but hallelujah. Hallelujah.